Blue Collar Fitness. What is Blue Collar? Blue Collar is a mindset and attitude, and it's work that you can be proud of. I'm Trevor Powers. I'm Connor Burton. And I'm Josh Sargent. Whether you go to the gym, work at the gym, own the gym, or if you're just a creeper pretending to do curls watching girls on the elliptical, this podcast is for you, even you. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Blue Collar Fitness. We have a very special guest today, Alyssa Blessing, IFBB Pro, online coach, and uh, digital entrepreneur. So, welcome. Um, we have, actually, you know, this is, this is our first female guest. So, you should feel extremely... Well, we should feel extremely blessed. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you guys should feel blessing. good. You should feel honored. <laughs> what a dick. So, thank you for, you know, coming this on the podcast and being our first female guest. We're honored with your presence. You better be. Yeah. You guys are so awkward. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it. I'm used you can to cut it. it with a knife. I'm used yeah. to it. It's like, she has boobs. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Dave's okay. You yeah. guys do too. I just paid for them. So, <laughs> fair. That's there fair. There you go. There you go. That's fair. Well, I mean, some of us paid for them. I might pay Oh. Again. <laughs> Connor, because yeah. his muscle structure is perfect. Yeah, Connor, you, <gasps> dude, you. you have been. When I was not born, I picked my parents in the, in the genetic lottery. I was like, you and you. Boom, let's go. <laughs> guys, give me some credit on my, my workout program and my nutrition, but no. I, do have, I do have pretty good genetics. No, no no credit to anything with your genetics. Just it's not you doing it. Do you it. know me, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, for those of you who want to see, we will post a picture tonight of Connor. because Just of Connor. He has, yeah, he yeah has not grown. me. Nobody wants to see me. <laughs> he has grown so much in three weeks, it's crazy. Uh, every time, Every week I see you, you walk in the gym on Monday morning, and I'm just like, is that <laughs> just walks in yeah you know, i think you're at least like at least a pound bigger in muscle like your neck is smaller each time i grew eight pounds <laughs> in a one month of wow. muscle okay I'm congratulations so sir okay so um uh, those i'm just gonna quit bodybuilding now <laughs> I <guess>. seriously <laughs> what the fuck the goal is to become a, a pro bodybuilder and um you know, become an IFBB pro, and Alyssa, you've been an IFBB pro. F- I mean, I saw you were in the Portland Classic in 2018. Yes, that was my pro debut. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. a good time. So how has your experience been in, you know, since your pro debut and in bodybuilding? What have you found um, as far as lessons that helped you? Lessons that have helped me from bodybuilding. Um, it actually changed my entire life completely. I was in the Marine Corps, and going through a divorce when I picked up bodybuilding. So I wanted to gain confidence and look good and the girls on stage look really damn good. So I prepped for a show and I competed and won the show and I became obsessed ever since. Um, My goal was to be a pro, but my main goal was to just win the overall at a local show in Bend. And when I won that, I kind of got that feeling that being a pro is attainable because it just seemed too far out of reach for me as a competitor. It's just like, oh, the pros look amazing. There's no way I'm going to get that. Um, But with discipline and just consistency, that's all it is, is discipline and consistency. You can achieve your pro card. It's pretty damn easy, actually. So break that down for the average competitor right now that sees that as an unsurmountable task. Uh, right now, like you said, your mindset before was, okay, I just want to get the overall to local show. Mm-hmm. And then you did that. 
what was the step after that? You're like, okay, this pro card is actually possible. What steps did you take after that training, nutrition, uh, mindset? Good question. Um, training and nutrition stayed the same because I just did a national show two weeks later once I won the overall, four years after I started competing. I competed in the same show for four years and finally won the overall. So went to nationals two weeks later. Um, I thought I was going to win because I was just on a high from a win, and I didn't. I got fourth place, which is pretty cool, top five out of 300 girls. It was still a great win, but it wasn't what I expected. Um, and I'm very hard on myself. So I got to the next show, and I won that one. Um, my training was the same. My nutrition was the same. I was with a coach that had me do a lot of things to the extent where I will never go again because it's not worth a pro card. It's not worth winning a show. Um, so I did go to the extreme levels to achieve, achieve my pro card. Um, I was in prep for 10 months. I had no carbs. I did two and a half hours of cardio a day. I had minimal fat, just the fat from chicken breasts. Like it was extreme. Um, hurt your health long-term. Have you been able to bounce back from that? I bounced back so quick. Thank God. Um, people that know me during that time, like Moose from Willpower, he was like, you should have died. Like, it was pretty ridiculous to the extent that I got. Um, but that's what needed to be done to win your pro card that year. Girls these days are softer, and they don't need to go to that extreme, which is good. I'm glad that they're changing that. Didn't they change the judging recently So be more... Yep. Well, they have like a wellness division now, and then they made the bikini standards softer, right? Yes. And then they brought in physique and uh, figure, maybe more, more condition or, or same conditioning for physique and figure. Um, but a lot of the bikini girls, like myself, were getting striations like figure girls, right. and were just big muscular. Um, I was told I was too big at every pro show I did, which I liked. I liked. That, that's a compliment to me. Right. Like, it's not good on stage, but that's what I'm going for, so thank you. <laughs> right. um, but um, going back to the mindset part of where I was at was kind of like I said, I, I didn't win the f first national show, and it kind of humbled me and put me back in my place of, okay, you're really competing. It's not just given to you. Um, so you got to put in the effort. you got to make sure you're consistent and – through that consistency, it just bettered my mindset. I, and then obviously when you win, I mean, that's a whole different mindset right there. Like I, it took me months to actually feel like I had achieved that because it was something so far out of reach to me that when I actually achieved it, I didn't even realize it. I was like, Oh cool. I'm a pro. But then people would be like, congratulations. And I, I, I didn't feel it until I really accepted like, this is something I achieved on my own and I did this, then it became real. And I was already doing pro shows. I was top five for the first three and top 10 for all of them and competing with girls that I had been looking up to for the last five years and beating some of them. And that was fucking badass. Like right. that was, that Be had me on a idols. high. What was that? Beating your idols, like being able to like look up to them and then yeah. look up to the level and be like, you know, carry that consistency consistency with you. Like that must have been like a really good feeling too. It was. It it definitely was. It felt very 
worth it for those five years of uh, bodybuilding was my life. Um, mm -hmm. I've kind of stepped away the last two years because it was my life for so long and it was only that. I've lost jobs, I've lost relationships, I've lost friends, mm -hmm. I've lost everything to competing. And now that I've gone so far to being on the Olympia like list, of my name being on that, um, I just realized that it wasn't as worth it as I thought it was to give up everything for that. Um, so I took a year off, and this year's been a shit show, so definitely didn't compete. But <laughs> the last year was just supposed to be one year off, refocus, and then kind of have a more balance. Um, but, you know, 2020 is rad and took another year off. So I'll be competing again in spring. Do you think balance at the top of any sport is possible mm -hmm. to be the best? I don't know. Ask me after I compete next because <laughs> I'm going to try it. But um, I know with competing that you have to put your all into it. And so hopefully you just have partners and friends that are truly there for you and knowing in that time you're just going to be a little bit more reserved and you're just going to be focused on yourself. It is a selfish sport. And people call you selfish when you're doing it. But I think that is truly what people need to do is to focus on themselves more because you're, you're making your body better. You're healthy. It's a good sport to be in. There's an extent that people ruin it, of course, with many different obstacles, but going to the extreme in bodybuilding, I don't think is a bad thing at all when it's, when things aren't it, misused. You have to. It's yeah. the most extreme sport there is, in my opinion, in terms of. I mean, for, for physique manipulation, it's the most extreme thing there is. And is there any other athlete that pays attention to every single nutrient that they put in, in their body? You know, in, in, right. it comes down to not just macronutrients, but micronutrients and hormones and timing and, and sleep, everything. Everything. It's, you're hyper-focused the entire day. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do is for that five minutes on stage. Exactly. Exactly. The longest I've been on stage was 33 minutes. And the prep for that was seven months long. Like, Damn. that's insane to me that we do what we do. But well, it's fun as shit. What, um, what advice do you have for Connor? Because he's trying to become an IFBB pro. What, what do you think were some of the pitfalls that you fell into that he could uh, learn from you from? That's a great question. I would say patience. Build the muscle. Mm -hmm. Don't compete too soon because the stage is always going to be there. There's always going to be a stage. So make sure you're ready and you're, the people you look up to are winning. Okay. And look like them. Make sure you're as big as them. Make sure you can get as lean as them because that's literally what it takes. But the patience of putting in the years of building the muscle, you're going for bodybuilding, not classic. I am going for a classic physique bodybuilding, which for people who don't know, it's more of a, you know, a leaner waist, kind of a X frame, you know, mm -hmm. small waist and built like Arnold. But yeah, for classic physique, that's kind of where I want to go, you know, with my uh, my direction in bodybuilding. So you have a beautiful physique for that, seriously. Appreciate and what it. we, I'm not hitting much. on him, just for everybody. <laughs> I'm not hitting on him. What we talk about at bodybuilding, it, it beautiful physiques is a what, compliment. What other sport? And <laughs> 
dude, straight men sit physique. there and be like, dude, that guy's yeah. glutes are effing shit. And you don't have to say no <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> exactly. It's a exactly. So, like, what, what do you think my avenue should, should be? Um, I, I looked on your website, and you, you talk a lot, like, you're a great coach, and you talk a lot about how your coach needs to be as invested as you are. She's she right there. I feel like from your experience with uh, doing the two hours of cardio, like, you've experienced that firsthand on the, on the bad part. Um, now, having learned from that, what would you recommend for me as far as, you know, choosing a coach? Because, you know, at the current moment, I have I have some, a great group of people around me, you know, mentors and friends. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Eh. Um, so, so. A little bit. <laughs> better when they're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> um, what I would say is to do your research on your coaches and to interview people. Don't be afraid to switch coaches. I have had, Jesus Christ, I have had 12 coaches in just under six years. I don't care because I, they weren't right for me. Once mm-hmm. somebody hit on me, it was over. Once somebody wasn't paying attention to me, it was over. It's, you have to do what's right for you. You're the only one that's going to make your life happen. So if somebody isn't pushing you to that limit, don't entertain it. Don't pay them anymore. Don't mm-hmm. feel bad. Just move on. Just say you're moving on. You're going to a new coach. This isn't working. I would highly suggest using people, and if you don't like them, to move forward. There's some really, really good coaches out there, but there's more shitty coaches by far. And they'll just feed you drugs, and that's not going to keep you in this sport. There's no longevity with that whatsoever. What are some signs of a, a good coach, and what are some signs of a bad coach? Good question. These are great questions. Good coaches, if somebody's actually invested in you, honestly, um, you'll be able to tell if you're checking in and they're not getting back to your check-ins mm-hmm. in two to three days, or if they're keeping you on the same damn plan for months. If they're, if you know a body part is lacking. Like, say your triceps. I'm not saying yours are, because they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to the gym right now. (laughs) He skips triceps. That's why I said that. But if it's your triceps and Mm -hmm. your coach has three sets of triceps in the whole week, your coach is not paying attention to you at all. They're just doing their basic coaching. To the the training program. Exactly. It's not, um, you know, they're not really putting their full effort into it. Yeah, and that's the thing with most coaches. They get all these clients, and then they get excited because they're getting paid more, and they get to flash everything fucking on Instagram. But they're not good coaches anymore because they're taking on too many people. So when you're paying a lot, shit, even $200 a month is a lot for a coach. And I charge more than that. (laughs) But even at that point, your coach needs to be invested in you, even in the off-season. Not as much in the off-season as in prep, of course, Mm -hmm. but – if you're starting out, you're in the off season right now, you're growing, find your good coach now. Okay. That's what I would suggest. Um, not I, not like a huge seven plug. Seven and a half months out, so i got to hurry up. Oh, shit. You need a coach. So. <laughs> well, well, here's the question. Here's a yes or no question. Do I need a coach or do I, like, do I have to have a coach? Like, is that yes. Necessary? To cut into a show, absolutely. Okay. I would not do it on your own if you want to win. That makes sense, yeah. though, second because guess yourself. It's, yeah, it's, you're gonna second. The, you're gonna second guess Cup. yourself. That's a big show. You're gonna second oh. guess yourself, and then on top of that, you're not gonna look at yourself objectively. Exactly. You're not gonna. That's you're not it. gonna. You, you're not gonna have that lens that a coach has. A coach is gonna be mm-hmm. like, okay, he needs to work on this, this, and this. Whereas you're gonna be like, well, it's bigger than last week. 
Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I was, I was going to add, I have my compl- complacent goggles on mm-hmm. when I'm posing. I'm like, looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm like, God damn it. I'm not going to be ready. I look like shit. I'll over diet myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes I would add more cardio than two and a half hours, thinking mm-hmm. I needed more, thinking I wasn't lean enough. I look back on pictures. I'm grossed out with how lean I was. Like, I don't ever want to be like that again. It's just, I mean, when you're good, dieting, you are not in the right state of mind at all for yourself. Gotcha. So there's so much investment as far as, far as like, being cognitively, you know, aware of, you know, like, being able to just, like, do your workouts. Like, having somebody guide you and having a second pair of eyes is very yep. important, too. And having a plan. Just, you don't want to think when you're that dieted down. You don't want to think. So you just have a plan. You have somebody telling you what to do. You don't fuck up. You seem like the type that's just going to listen to orders. That's what your coach does is give you orders. So you can't do that to yourself. You really can't. Do you coach male clients? Yes, I do. But what I would suggest, (laughs) honestly, is I don't – I have had – I have clients that are competing. Once you hit a national stage, I would – like right now, get any coach that you trust. But once you hit a national stage, I would get a pro-level – competitor or a pro level coach because you at that point it's who you know and that's the shitty part about this sport and another reason why I took so much time off Mm. is at that point national and pro level it's who you know so you have to have a name coach that the judges know basically Mm. unless you know the judges yourself I thought you were about the name drop there I was about to (laughs) guru this and that but we don't want to say that going back to the um the extreme side, have you noticed, like you mentioned before, there was a, a big change, like the bikini pro competitors like, became softer. Was there a big change that you noticed with, you know, performance-enhancing drugs um, over the last five years or so? Um, over the last five years, there's been so many different bikini looks. I would say just knowing a lot of bikini competitors, I would say 70% of people are on things. And if they aren't on things, they have taken something, um, whether it be just a really high fat burner that competitors use that is technically not a steroid, but it is help. So you're not natural at that point. Um, it's like or Exactly. I didn't know if I could say the name because then people research and people go get it. Like, I am not advising everybody to take this, but... Sometimes it is needed. And if you're competing in a natural division, mm-hmm. then stay natural. Be happy. It's all fair. But if you're competing with the big dogs, that's what everybody's doing. So you're going to either get on board and win with them, or you better have damn good genetics, which you do. So you would be fine. If you're not, you would be fine. But it's a kind of an unfair playing level at that point. Um, I, I hate when natural people come into the IFBB and the NPC and they're dogging on everybody else for taking stuff, then get out of our league because that's what most of us do. Right. There, there is a natural, yes. there's a natural, um, you know, confederation, right? Absolutely. Okay. That's all natural. That's tested and everything. <laughs> so go over there. Yeah. Like early unhealthy people from Oswich. So you Terrible! Oh my gosh! gosh. I will be editing that out. Wow! They look look awful. Like 
Because basically what it turns into, in my opinion, natural bodybuilding is a conditioning contest because they can't get big. They can't. So they're no. like five foot ten, one hundred and sixty on stage, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just not impressed. And re- but then they can't so even get that lean either. Now, they don't the, get that super right. like dick skin lean. You so know. So here's the thing: the guys at the very top that have elite genetics, they look awesome. Okay. It, you take Ronnie Coleman, without any drugs in the world, <laughs> and you, you he's gonna. Then he's not Ronnie Coleman. But, you know, <laughs> apparently he went all the way to the Olympia without taking anything. And then Flex Lewis was like, dude, you need to take some steroids if you want to win. And he's like, what's that? And then the next year, because he got last place at the Olympia. And then like, dude, just take some of this stuff. And then next time he comes back and just blows everybody away. There are freaks out there. But, mm-hmm. like, in my opinion. The likelihood it, is, is slim. Right. You're Very. not the .001% no. of the population. Especially us white people. Right? I am telling you. There's a fair unfair advantage there too, definitely. If you're not Dorian Yates, right? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So I, I, all of you guys who do natural bodybuilding, no offense, I don't want to watch it. It's boring, and you guys look unhealthy and. Sad. No offense, but, but you guys no, suck. <laughs> what the fuck? What? I, I mean, we, we um, are now, I agree. You, yeah, we are now a ditch. <laughs> are these backhanded comments? My, my girlfriend. Um, you know, she's considering doing a show in, in uh, I think it's in May next year. How, oh, is it in Bend? That could be the one, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite show. Oh, shit. That's my favorite show. That's the one I want. I'm going to have her talk to you. Oh, please um, do. How would you recommend she, she's building muscle, how do you recommend she go about the posing? Because, you know, I want to get her a posing coach, and you have a lot of experience training bikini competitors. How, like, how often, when, she, when should she start, how often? And, uh, yeah, that's my question. Start immediately. Immediately. Immediately, okay. yes. Um, Get them heels. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you got to practice in the heels. It is a lot different than shoes. Um, posing, so bikini is a lot different than any other division. It is the look. Posing is just as crucial as having the body okay. and having the makeup, hair, suit color, jewelry, shoes. I've been marked down for not having enough jewelry, like, we are criticized like no other. Um, posing is literally half of it. Okay. Your routine has to be flawless, has to be just, it, it's like an art. Like it makes me so happy. I love posing. Um, so have her start immediately and definitely find a coach that knows what they're doing again. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of coaches just go on Instagram, say they're a fucking coach and they don't know how to diet people. They don't know how to pose people and it shows on stage and it's embarrassing for the coach and that person and especially for somebody who is first time competing you do not want a shitty coach because you're going to present shitty gotcha yeah. so that would be like doing due diligence like getting getting the credibility of this this coach and like looking who they've trained yes. in the past yep and, and yep. making sure like okay that's a look that i want to go for 100 and, and that that makes 100 like that makes a lot of sense to me i mean i'm i'm kind of really quiet because i'm the only one that hasn't competed so Trevor's the best listener on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening. <laughs> Being a really good listener. That's Can everybody true. hear him? Because <laughs> he's a really good listener. <laughs> Oof. I want to get into some more technical questions. Um, so, one thing I think a lot of people struggle with is post-show rebound. Oh. You know, and some people, you know, utilize that rebound in a way that's positive and and grow muscle and mm-hmm. are able to be, uh, you know, productive with it. But I think a lot of people, especially new competitors, can gain 20 pounds in three weeks. 
um, or or two their days. Eating or <laughs> yeah, really. It, and I I tend to see it. Um, a, it seems like a lot in bikini competitors because I feel like they push so hard and do so much cardio and then they mm-hmm. reach the goal and then there's no goal in sight after that. And so it's just cupcakes and pizza and yep, ice cream. Everything they didn't have. Everything they didn't have. Like, you know, you'll hear competitors in the back of the show, you know, and they've got like all the restaurants they're going to go to yep. afterwards. That's not healthy. That's, that's, a, that's not borderline eating disorder. That's eating disorder. 100%. And I have been there. Um, I have done it all. I have competed for five years, and my first year I went way overboard with the treats. And well into my off season, I just wanted to get big and grow muscles, so I thought I needed a lot of fat. So I thought I was on the right track, but I wasn't because I'm a female. And going from body fat to barely any body fat to a lot of body fat in a short period of time and just a few months, that is so unhealthy. Fat cells do not go away. They just shrink. And then they multiply. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They (laughs) multiply. So that is the biggest thing I see with my clients. And that is why I do kind of like a mental review when people come to me and want to compete, because I tell them how important the reverse is. It is more important than the show. You reverse diet. Yes. Yes, now I do. I learned my lesson. That first time, that first year was shit. I gained way too much body fat. It was so hard to come back off for the next year. Um, and then I went the opposite the last, the next year, and I did not want to eat. So I was trying to stay on the plan that I was prepping on, but trying to gain muscle, and that does not work. Right. And then I started to have a lot better healthy relationship with food until when I got my pro card, I was – prepping I was so depleted I 10 month prep you said 10 months of I don't think anybody can be in a healthy mindset after that no one no it fucked me bad for sure um I binged I would black out and binge which is I didn't even black out when I drink like you mean I just blacked out on like carbohydrates just no black out and then I'm like eating I come to and I'm eating pop tarts dude like where the fuck were the pop tarts Prim- in my fridge, mm. or or oh, in my wow. kitchen? Anything like in your sofa? It, I you was so, de- so you were so depleted. depleted. Oh, you're so depleted that you blacked out. Yes, understood. Right. I was like, okay, so she so got died, drunk. <laughs> no, I didn't even drink, and I blacked out. Like <laughs> what the, the fuck? Like That's fucking wild. You blacked out. Well, That's... I did eight shows, so it was dieting into the next show. Oh, Damn. Yeah, okay. and um, you can see. I'll probably post it again soon because it's been a little while. But you can see with all of my pro shows, you can see where I fucked up um, because I was just too depleted and my body needed fat so bad. Mm. As a woman, you're never supposed to go under 35 grams. And I had trace amounts, like not zero because chicken breast has fat, but very, very low You weren't even doing omega threes or anything? No. No, Damn. it was... So what's ridiculous. Your, That's why I said research your coach. What's mm. your strategy now with your clients and yourself? I mean, I've heard of basically three basic strategies that different coaches use. And, and one, the newer one is the recovery diet, which is a little bit more aggressive refeed um, where you get the client back up to a more healthy body fat sooner, reduce cravings, and then taper up. And then there's the classic Lane Norton re- reverse diet, right, where you add 
100 calories a week for X weeks, you know, and slowly come up. And then there's the the all-out uh, anabolic rebound crowd, you know. Um, what, what's your thoughts on those? What's your experience? Um, how, do you, how do you like to do it? How I do it is I do it based off per client, per body. Um, I have everybody check in still twice a week for the next four weeks and then back to once a week for the rest of their reverse. I do a reverse as long as I do a prep, 12 to 16 weeks, and that's what I allow myself to give them get them back up to a good spot to where they do have body fat, but their mental state is okay with it. Because that's another thing with females that I've learned with working with. My males are totally fine with body fat. Totally fine. My females are not cool after show prep, especially their first time being a competitor. They don't want to gain the fat back, but it's it's healthy. You need it. It looks good, Mm -hmm. but in your eyes after you just competed, it doesn't look good. Even the littlest amount. So I work with them on mindset as I'm building up their caloric intake. So it, if someone's really struggling, I'm going to do it slower. If someone's responding really well, shit, I'll give them two refeeds a week and I'm increasing their food. It's it really depends their to on get their body fat up sooner. Yes. And it depends on per person. And I don't do, I don't do the same thing for anybody. Um, it depends on their check-ins and it depends on how they look. The Lane Norton stuff, scientific base, it's great. It's awesome. The, that's how the body works. Yeah, it's science. It's awesome. But you have to make sure the mental state is on board with that. Right. If because not, then they're just going to be equally as fucked. Because if mentally they've gained in their mind too much fat, then they're going to be like skipping meals on the side and trying yep, to cut and again. and doing cardio. I've right. had that. Right. And that's the mistake I made. I've been a coach for four years now, and that's the mistake I made the first two years is I didn't I didn't implement mindset or their mental state, but that is the most important thing because then the body responds to your mental state. Right. Um, yeah, I, I do it different for everybody. And, and I, I think what's amazing here is when we started Blue Collar Fitness, what we said is we are here to educate, we're here to help people. Um, Alyssa, you literally are what we're trying to get out to the world. You not only know your shit, but you understand emotion, you understand discipline, you understand what a person's going through because you went through it yourself. So you're not giving a blanket program. You're not giving a blanket thing for anything. And we have so many coaches that we've seen that just, they give the blanket, you know, here, I I made this four years ago. I'm going to give this out for the next four years to every different body type. Yep. Yep. And it's a thing. So I, I want to commend you and say it's such a privilege having you here because the things that you're saying, I hope that the, the people who are listening to this podcast, if you are not coaching the way Alyssa is coaching, you are failing your client because you are combining life with fitness yes. and you are yes. making it incredible. So congratulations. Thank you so and much for that. Psychology comes into too. Like I feel like 100%. You, you learned that yourself and you've also learned that from your, your background. Psychology? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am huge into psychology. It's a fun topic. It is very fun. Yeah. It's just it's a fun, really fun thing to think about why people do things they do. And it's just yes. like just breaking down everything. Um, I had a question about uh, mil- your military background. Yes. And, uh, and how, how big of an impact do you think having a background like that was on your, your IFBB Pro, um, mm. like, journey 
I think huge. I was not a disciplined kid. That is why I joined the Marine Corps, because I was a horrible child. High school was a lot of fun. I don't remember a lot of classes, a lot of parties, though. All right. <laughs> um, so I had my fun then. I don't. That's why I don't drink now. I don't do any of that. Um, but the military taught me discipline. And the fact of motivation is you still do things you need to do regardless of how the fuck you feel. Because feelings come and go. They're very, very mm-hmm. temporary. You're going to wake up and you're not going to want to do cardio. But guess the fuck what? You're going to get up and you're going to do cardio because that's what you need to do to accomplish your goal. So I am very, very, very grateful for the Marine tone. Corps. Just like a ringtone. Record that. Like a little sound bite. Yes. Thing. Yes. <laughs> guess what? People yes. that. You're going to get the fuck up and you're going to do cardio <laughs> because it's what you're going to do. Yeah. I hate when people complain about, well, what do you do for motivation? Like... I'm not fucking motivated. Just like you said, today in the gym, when I was there, I did not want to be there. I have so much shit going on in my life. I have so many things that are changing. I did not want to be in the gym, but I got in there. I had a really good workout. When I left, I was satisfied. When I was going in, I was discipline people. Discipline. Yes. Yes. It's, it's hard to achieve, but once you get discipline, it is so easy at that point because you just, you do what you know you need to do. Motivation is temporary. Exactly. Discipline is a choice. And all of the people at the top do not have motivation all the time. People think mm-hmm. that they like put them on a pedestal that they must be motivated all the time. They must have a great life. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Some of those people have had more struggles than you have. And there's no comparison there but to get off your ass and do what you want to do. You're the only person that can change that. So why would you give yourself those limiting beliefs to not achieve something that you want to achieve. I don't get it. People all want to be fit. They all want to look good, but, but they lack discipline. They yeah. Were, and, and that's, that's one of the, one of the things that a lot of people talk about. They're like, I don't have the motivation to do this. It's like, no, you don't have then the don't fucking, stop right you there. don't have the fucking discipline. Yeah. You don't have the discipline to do probably anything in your life. No. And that's, that's what I have found with my clients that do not meet their goals their life's a mess. Nothing else in their life is disciplined. Um, it's Then that's the psychology part of it. I love that. It, yep, yep. it really is. And that's why I love fitness because I was one of those people. And even in the Marine Corps, I made excuses to not be fit. I was skinny fat in the Marine Corps. I was, or well, I, when I was active duty. Um, I was a, a reservist for five years as well. Um, and that's when I started bodybuilding. But when I was in active duty, I was not as fit as I am at all. And that's because I lacked that part of discipline right there. I just had discipline for my job, but not I didn't implement it in, in fitness. Once I implemented it in fitness, I had it in every part of my life. I mean, fucking Brett, my boyfriend, tells me that I am way too rigid. And that's like, I love that. I'm like, go ahead and tell me that. Like, that's... I have discipline in every area of my life. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Exactly. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. 100%. 80, 20% of the people get 80% of the shit done on this planet. And yes. I'm a firm believer of that. Yes. There's doers and there's people that say, oh, I wish I could do that or I want to do that. There's, there's rooms full of people around the country talking about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's like two out of 10 people are out there not talking about it. They're, they're actually doing, doing it. it. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And you got to surround yourself with doers. If 
if you don't surround yourself with people that are getting shit done, people are just going to weigh you down and you're, you're not going to be able to wade through the just no, the, you the can't. negativity. Yeah, you, you're you can't a, be the only you combination can't be the top of, of your five best friends. Exactly. Or your, your, your five closest people. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I want to I hear your story. You have an interesting story with uh, the Marine Corps because it's a male, you know, dominated, uh, you know, field, if you will. Like, how like you, this room? Right. Like, exactly. like this podcast. Narrative. Guys, I this feel podcast is a sausage fest. <laughs> and again, Alyssa's our first guest. Alyssa, how, how was your experience in the Marine Corps, like, in a male-dominated, um, you know, field going through the ranks? Like, how did you do that? Um, it was shitty. It was pretty shitty. Um, the Marine Corps is very sexist. They do not like females, which is weird. Wow, surprise. there's a lot of them. <laughs> wow. G.I. Jane. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so you either, to, to pick up rank, you either have to suck a lot of dick or you have to be the biggest bitch. And I was a bitch. Ask Brett, please. Please ask him. I still am a Marine, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, so I kind of survived on... Um, so I'll kind of bring up a story. So when I was a Lance Corporal, which is E3, I was trying to pick up E4, which is a Corporal, which is when you start getting responsibilities and you start getting respect. And no matter what your subordinates, male or female, they have to respect you because of your rank. I had many male Marines, and they all respected me as a female because I treated them as people. It was really cool. Um, but my leader tried to sleep with me. I told him, no, absolutely not. And he gave me bad pros and cons, which means that you have to have good pros and cons to pick up rank. Mm -hmm. He gave me bad ones, so I did not pick up rank because I did not sleep with him. Um, I went and told my officer. He did not care. So I had to stay in that command under rules and regulations of this human being and do the shittiest work because I did not sleep with this man. It, the, that's how the Marine Corps is. Um, and it hasn't changed with that. I don't know anymore because I've been out for a year and a half, but I don't think that it's changed that much since then. Um, that's pretty effed up. That's really fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that it's, it's still it's, allowed. It's limitations with the ranks and the leaders, you know, if – He's a douchebag. You could have any. You know, he doesn't approve you. You're not. Gonna have, you're gonna have trouble. You know, going up in the ranks, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, but then once I got out to Portland, it was incredible. They respected women out here, and um, I picked up, and I had a whole platoon of Marines. I had one female. The rest were males. Thirteen males, and because of what I went through, I think I was able to be a better leader. Um. And treat them with respect and know that they are human beings. They have lives outside of this. It is not because the Marine Corps is just like bodybuilding in the fact that that's your life. That's all it is. You have nothing else but the Marine Corps and that's your focus. So it was nice to realize that they have families. They have other hopes and dreams other than just being a fucking Marine. So, yeah. So so one thing you said uh, interests me a lot. You said that... Um, you didn't sleep with them, so you didn't get the, the, the promotion, and you had to do shit jobs. Mm-hmm. And you just did the shit jobs. Mm-hmm. When Rob Bazzotta was on here, one thing he was talking about was, what Sorry. Trevor? Sorry. Um, was I, grit. It was you me. know, you have to have grit in order to do things. 
for you to stay in that role, um, report to the proper superiors, they didn't fucking care. You still kept doing it. Everything that you do in your life, you seem like you're a fighter and you have that grit. How would you explain that to a 16-year-old girl listening to this show or a 16-year-old guy listening to the show of this is what it takes. Sometimes things are going to suck. Life is going to hit you in the, ball, the balls or knock you down. How do you keep going? Mm, that's a great question. Um, that was it kind of goes question. back to it. Yeah, I could say I have so much to say on this. Are we here all night? Cause, uh, <laughs> no pressure. It's only a lot of 16-year-olds. Don't let them down. <laughs> Don't let them down. I think that it really goes back to what we were talking about when you just do what you have to do. Um, I was raised where I had to take care of myself. And I had to raise my brother. So I think that's why I was able to do it because I grew up a lot faster than the typical person. Um, So I kind of already had that in me and I just knew I had to do what I had to do to get things done. Um, It helped in the Marine Corps that if you didn't listen, you were in shit. You were in a lot of trouble. So I didn't want to be in trouble because I was in trouble my whole life. And that's why I joined the Marine Corps was to not be in trouble anymore. Um, What I would say is... Honestly, to actually go back to what you said about people, about who you spend time with, because I was surrounded by good people. I didn't have good leaders, but I had support with my same rank. I had people that I could lean on, and I think that's the most important thing with all of the trials that I've been through is having a good support system or at least somebody to lean on and to help you in those times. And then you can be that person for other people. Yeah, that seriously, that is one of the best answers ever. As a life coach, one thing I do when I go into someone's life is I figure out who's toxic, get them the fuck out of their life, and figure out who their support system is, and then I want to build that support system. Yes. So, uh, again, thank you. Um, that, that was amazing. You are very inspirational. Thank you very much. So going, going back to bodybuilding, um, I think it's something that, you know, you can go into as much depth as you want or um, gloss over as much as you want. What, you know, we mentioned it before, what type of PED use is in bikini that you've seen? Um, Are people abusing drugs? Are people being more conservative? What um, What is the climate out there? And if somebody wants to compete in bikini, do they need to go to a, um, a natural organization or can they jump into an NPC show and see how they do with, without taking um, pharmaceuticals? First off, when you text me about PEDs, I had to look that shit up. Like, what the fuck is a PED? <laughs> That's that funny. is like too technical for me. I'm like, gear, I, I said the steroids. Same when he was here earlier, steroids. I was like, what's a PED? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? In other words, it's very uh, proper or technical. (laughs) Yeah, it's technical for steroids, okay? Um, I jumped in being natural for the first few years, and I was beat by people that were taking stuff. So if that doesn't tell you much, like, um, I don't think that going in for a show, I do not put my clients on stuff. My clients 
win. So I do know that you don't have to be on things to win. It's just who comes to the show. If you're not at your top and you get beat, I don't necessarily think it's because she was on stuff and you're not. Now, when you get to a level like the pro level, it's very rare that you find someone that's not taking something. Like very, very rare. And if it is, you can tell if you put them in a room with everybody else. Um, So amateur-wise, I don't think that anybody needs to take anything um, unless they're comfortable with it. And that's something they need to discuss with their coach because that's such a touchy subject for me because so many coaches just put people on stuff and too much of it. And it pisses me off because that's not what gets people to stage ready. Right. And there's so many long-term bad, bad health effects from them. It's not worth it at all. Research, 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 especially if your coach just tells you to take something, research the shit out of it. Puts you this way. If I had a girlfriend that wanted to do bikini or any bodybuilding, I would imp- I would do as much talking as I could. To, like, I, w- I would try to convince her to not take any anabolics. Mm-hmm. Because in my opinion, okay, so you have, there are, there's all these different classes of steroids, androgenic and anabolic, whatever, you know, and some of them quote unquote don't have side effects. But at the end of the day, every single steroid out there has some androgenic nature, which mm-hmm. is the male. Um, it's what makes males male, right? We all in the womb, we all were female. Okay. We all started out as women. And then for whatever, you know, whatever reason, about half of us got a surge of androgens and we became men. Well, the four of us and you two didn't. <laughs> yeah, my mom um, always wanted to grow. But what about all the other genders? <laughs> I always thought I was going to be right. men. Right. You know? So, okay. Thanks, what about the thanks, what? Trevor. What about all the other genders? <laughs> We're talking we about are in Portland. Biologi- <laughs> biological <laughs> sex, we got to say the rest gender, of them. Okay? Biological sex. It. Okay. It. They. They. <laughs> what about all they? So, <laughs> we... We all started out as women, and some some of us got an androgen surge that put us down the road towards becoming men, right? And then you have, um, you know, hormones around the age of thirteen or fourteen that kick in, and you these are androgenic hormones, right? That masculinize boys into men, and these same hormones are being used by bodybuilders, men and women, to become more muscular. Uh-huh. So. Now, just because a woman takes a steroid doesn't mean that she's going to get masculizing effects, but it also doesn't mean that she's not. So it, like, that's why it's important to do your research and right. know your dosage right. because at a certain dosage you will, right? And certain things that you take you will. Mm-hmm. Um, most injectables women should not be taking, and that's because of that. Because you will, even at the smallest, you will get the effect. You'll get the jawline. You'll get the dick. You'll get the hair, you'll get all that. Um, there are some that you can take, like one of them is given to premature babies to grow. That is what most women in bodybuilding that I know of personally have taken. Um, there's nothing, ag- and I just want to say, like, I am not against it at all. Women take birth control, and that is the same thing as steroids. It's just a different type of hormone. Right. It is the exact same thing. It's synth- synthesized is that Synth- the right word? Uh, synthetic. 
Synthetic mm-hmm. hormones, yes. Right. Yeah, Synthetic hormones. It's the same exact yeah. thing. So it's funny to me that, like, I'll get some people that are like, oh, my God, he takes stuff. Like, oh, my God. Right. Like, are you on birth control? Okay, then shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I just, I just like the more testosterone-based than the estrogen, okay? I'm not anti-steroid. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> I, I believe people should be able to do what they want to do. But if it was my girlfriend, I'd be like, can you not risk that? Like, you know, like, if, you, if somebody hasn't taken before, I would be like – just be careful, you know, like yes, very, I, very much so. Doctor. Smallest, smallest right. doses to start because you don't know how your body responds. Minimal effective dose, absolutely. Yes. And if are... it's a guy, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? He's going to become more of a guy and he no, loses his hair. No, the worst thing that can happen is your testosterone naturally gets shut off, and mm. now you're on TRT for the rest of your life. Exactly. There's exactly. Some, there's some pretty damn bad effects for men, like women. As society portrays steroids it seems like women have more side effects women don't we have estrogen naturally so when we come off we don't have to pct it's beautiful right you don't you you naturally i mean unless you abuse it you naturally come back to your normal levels now blood testing is extremely important get your blood tested before you start anything so you know your baseline get blood tested after your cycles get blood tested before your cycles make sure that your body is healthy the healthiest it can be and then do it right i don't think it's about most people in bodybuilding are like oh i want to get bigger so i'm going to do it oh i'm going to take more because that i love the feeling i love the pump don't do that shit don't fall into that just for the temporary because that's all it is is temporary and then you're going to have the long-term effects that are going to kick in and you're not you're not going to have the same body that you had when you were on it especially if you don't do your pct yes and also not like external like you know effects of the jawline or the hair but like internal like you might not know what your liver enzymes are like your liver can 100%. be really messed up if, if it's like a you know it's like a low side effect you know anabolic steroid i can take it but then like you don't know what your liver is going to look like down the road that could be really damaging right? yeah it affects your livers your kidney your heart those are pretty damn big organs that right. you still want to have after you're done bodybuilding right you what you think you want when you're 25 might be completely different than what you want when you're 55. You don't think about 50. Right. You really don't. Right. And most bodybuilders are too stupid. I'm sorry, but it's like the Marine Corps. <laughs> Fucking stupid people. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. My. <laughs> oh, I know this guy's smart. He says words that I don't even know. I'm like, what the fuck? So, okay. Real, real quick, I, I checked out your website, and that is AlyssaBFit.com. And plug. why don't you tell us a little bit? Cheap plug. No, expensive plug. Come on. <laughs> Pay this girl. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the manifest revolution and how you, uh, you've been working on that with the coaching and clients and working on that? So manifest revolution was something that I started because I had this vision of an all-in-one company where you can find any coach, a life coach, a business coach, a com- competition coach, lifestyle coach, just well, one and all, just kind of like add to the cart, add to the cart. Like I need my life checked. I need my Holistic. fucking, I want to bodybuild. Yeah, everything. That's, um, I dream fucking huge. And that was the dream that I had with that. I am coaching with one of the top bodybuilding teams right now. So I have to kind of let that go for the moment. Mm-hmm. I can't work in both. Um, so I do still have my website because my clients fill out my new client form that I need. And I do still take some clients on the side, but I can't make that my main business. I have to coach for Fit Body Fusion 
and kind of sell that name, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And also, like, I really appreciate your forums where you, you, you ask, like, you're very into the psychology of your athletes, like, or your prospective clients. You ask, how, how do you want to feel when you achieve this goal? Or how do you want you to look? You did your research. I did, I know. She actually cares. That's Damn. And uh, I want to We just to became go. friends. We just became best friends. And like, <laughs> I loved your blog with the macronutrients. That was awesome. And also going back to, to food, I mean, I think it was pretty cool that you went to a culinary institute. What was mm-hmm. that like? Um, That was fun. So in the Marine Corps, you get paid three grand a month to go to school. So I was like, this is my job. I'm going to go do something fun. I'm going to go to culinary school. It's going to be fun and easy as fuck. It was so hard. (laughs) And then in my culinary school, I was doing my first prep, so I couldn't even eat the food. Alyssa, how did you survive? I had an alcohol class, couldn't drink. I had cake class, couldn't eat it. Everything fucking sucked because I couldn't eat it. Yeah. I can cook it. (laughs) But um, no, that was a lot of fun. It it was. It was hard, hard work. I did that in Bend before I moved up here. I've been up here for six years now. Um, last Yeah, last month. Mm-hmm. So then when I came up here, I went to PCC and started the whole psychology realm. And hopefully going back within the next couple of years to finish off my master's and get all that. All right. Yeah. And I feel like those have been two things that really helped you. The psychology, the culinary, like, like you know, knowing, knowing about food, knowing about psychology. Those are huge um, things that, that I think are your strengths. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that it's definitely helped because clients ask me for recipes, and that's easy. Um, and then I think I retain so many clients because I am involved with more than just their workout plan and their nutrition plan. Um I, I care about each client. I don't take on more than I can take, especially bodybuilders, because I they mean. are head cases. Like, I knew I was a head case, but it came back around. Like, when, you, when you're a shit kid, and then you have a kid, and you have a shit kid, that happened to me. My clients, they're <laughs> tough. Some of them are really tough. And the guys are tough. What the fuck? I thought you guys would be so easy. No. So easy. No, no, no. Dance. We're always asking for more food. I have, one client, I have one client that I keep feeding him more food and he keeps saying no. And he keeps getting leaner. This kid, he's 21. Yo. He's insane. I'll show you him afterwards. <laughs> he's insane. So he's an incredible transformation. If people yes. want to find you, where can they reach out to you? Where can they get in touch with you? Um, what's, your, what's your website? What's your Instagram? IG, baby. Um, Alyssa underscore blessing. Alyssa underscore blessing. We'll put that in yep. the show notes. Yep. And on your, you have a website? AlyssaBeFit.com. Uh, AlyssaBeFit.com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys have anything else to add before we uh, wrap this one yeah, up? your home address. <laughs> that is actually right That's across the, the um, street. Social uh, security. Alyssa, uh, would you like your, is your email on your website? I think it was, I saw it when, when I was on there. Um, email. Uh, yeah, email's on my website. Instagram Perfect. is literally the best way to get a hold of me. Direct message. Or if you see me in the gym. Boom, boom. I will see you in the gym tomorrow fucking better brett i will smack him for you uh thank you so much for being here <laughs> Alyssa, i appreciate that um again trevor you were instagram is oh uh t chase powers and don't worry about the website okay <laughs> josh <laughs> don't worry about that sarge josh on instagram and josh
Okay, and I am Dave.Shep on Instagram, and my website is DaveShepConsulting.com. Life coach. And I am Connor Burton on Instagram, so Mr. Connor Burton, and you can reach me through email at Connor at ConnorBurtonTraining.com. And that's a Connor with the OR. And BlueCarFitnessPodcast.com is up now. We have a live Facebook Messenger, so feel free to ask us any questions if you have them. Fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, or anything you want, let us know. We got you. We got more awesome episodes coming your way. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher. And I think, are we going on YouTube? Are we going to? Yeah, we're going on, on YouTube. We're going on YouTube YouTube's soon. coming up. So. Ooh. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Thank you, Alyssa. I would love that. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Hey, we love you guys, and we're out.